3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
2: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. I got nothing. We're just going to do this thing. Um, if you're new here, we answer phone calls. If you want to be a part of that, you can call in yourself and just leave a message. No big deal. Talk about the Packers, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It doesn't matter, man. It's a Packers show, but only kind of. 608 608-501-0718 is the number to call. Uh, we still have a bunch of Thomas Austin to get through, so why don't we go ahead and start with that. Let me change my things here because I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm just going to talk and fill some time, Michael Scott style. Here we go, ready to rock and roll. When
4: the hell did the third-round curse begin?
2: After Morgan Burnett, I think. I think that's who it I, was.
4: I just got to know when that started, who it was, what, which did our quarterback at the time piss off, I, I don't I don't even know where how you would be able to factor that in, historically speaking. But the fact that the Packers just constantly miss on the third round. I don't there's gotta be something higher messing with that. Love to hear thoughts. But
2: Yeah, let me uh I think that's who it was, Morgan Burnett. Third round, third round. So we didn't have a third round for a couple of years. Then there's, let's see, Alex Green. There it is, Morgan Burnett, 2010. Now, when I say 2010 as a Packer fan, that obviously tells you something, right? 2010 was kind of an important year for the Green Bay Packers. What exact, I'm I'm just trying to parse through this because everybody knows it already. You know my thoughts, more or less. And I, I I've also talked about how I have to assume there's something involved in their process, right? I mean, there's a certain expectation of first-round picks. There's certain qualifications. There's certain things you're looking for in order to say this is a first-round pick. And if you can't do that, you know, for example, you, you in my mind, and I don't think the Packers even necessarily agree, in my mind, you should be able to contribute, right? You're not a project. You're not a long-term whatever. Um, even Rashawn Gary, you know, yeah, you expect him to get better, Over time, but also as a rookie, you're going to come in and be able to play. You have the, um, you should have a high floor and a high ceiling. Now, if you're a late first round pick, maybe that's not the case, but you you get the point, right? There's certain expectations that you're looking for. Maybe there's certain positions that you just kind of rule out. You know, you don't draft running backs, or you don't draft, you know, punters, kickers, whatever. Um, So there's certain things that you. do based on the round and and maybe there's just something that when you get to the third round the packers are still in a certain phase that they shouldn't be you know um there's maybe they've moved on to the late round process when they shouldn't maybe they're still looking for that first round prospect and they just don't really exist or first and second round ish prospect I don't know, but it's so broken that you would just have to assume and there there's no brighter picture than twenty twenty two there, In my mind, there is nothing like 2022 because you've got so much success, right? You got Quay, Devontae, Christian, super stoked. Then third round, Sean Ryan, who can't even get on the field. Immediately after that, Romeo Dobbs, who we're stoked about. Zach Tom, who we're just automatically assuming there's David Bakhtiari's replacement, no problem. Kingsley and Igbari, who's already been um, playing as, you know, I'm not going to say the number one ahead of Preston, but I'm also not going to say that he isn't playing better than Preston. It's pretty close. Um, Then you get the seventh round where there are zero expectations. Tariq Carpenter is playing on special teams. Jonathan Ford, I mean, he's there. Hasn't really been given opportunities, but he's there. Rasheed Walker has had injury issues, but there's very little doubt, I think, in anybody's mind that he has some potential at least to be a, you know, Yash Nyman, maybe further down the road. Maybe he has that third year kind of breakout. And Samori Ture is playing football. I mean, we got two seventh round picks that are on the field. Sean Ryan is not. This draft class from top to bottom is is one of the better draft classes I think I've ever seen in terms of just Having hits throughout. There, there's to varying degrees, but the fact that there's such a high hit rate, well, well, hit in terms of able to play and contribute, right? Samori Ture isn't exactly uh, you know, Randy Moss, but um he can contribute, right? So the 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 hit rate from that perspective is pretty incredible. But then you've also got Christian Watson, we're talking superstar, right? We're very excited about Romeo Dobbs and Zach Tom and their potential. You know, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, the first-round picks, kind of eh right now. But also, it's it's one of those where you're kind of thinking, hey, second, third of year, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something big that happens there, especially Devontae Wyatt. We're talking more about Quay because he's been playing. But I'm looking at Devontae Wyatt and that that upside that he has and saying if he figures it out, I think it's going to be scary. It might take a little while. Apparently defensive tackles take a very long time to get up to speed, but we've seen the flashes. I mean, in the very limited amount of opportunities he's had, I've seen him throw people straight on their back. I've seen him hunt people down from behind when he was on the other side of the field. How does the defensive tackle get there first? I mean, he's got ability that is that is beyond what very many people have ever seen in their lives. And then there's Sean Ryan. And listen... I hope that the guy becomes great. For all I know, next year, he's going to be the right guard of the future. He's going to be a steamroller, and everybody's going to be like, you you're talking bad. It, it's worth discussing today because what we've seen, I mean, Amari is already off the team. That was a 2021 third-round pick. 2021. Eric Stokes is a starting corner. Josh Myers is our starting center. Royce Newman at least was a starting guard and is an immediate backup if anything goes on. That's the guy that was picked right after Amari. TJ Slayton is a starting defensive tackle right now. This is actually a pretty high hit rate for 2021 as well. For a fifth-round pick, Shamar Jean Charles, locked and ready to go. Isaiah McDuffie is playing. I mean, I am holding out hope for Josiah DeGuara. He is one of the better third-round picks that we've had in a very long time. Uh, you go back to... Um, 2019, Rashawn Stud Savage, okay, maybe not so much. And then Elton Jenkins, third round, Jay Sternberger gone. And you got Kingsley Kiki. I liked Kiki, but he was having. He's got some some stuff that was going on in his life. I don't know that it was necessarily that he couldn't play. We certainly saw a fl- at least a, a flash for a little bit, but there were some serious issues that had him taken off the field and and whatnot. Um, but Kadar Holman, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers, I like all those guys. I mean, Kadar is, is, is whatever, and Dexter, obviously, he came back for a brief stint, which I was super excited about. I always liked Dexter a lot. I mean, I liked him a lot as a runner, and then he was the only player to ever respond to me on Twitter and told me he likes mac and cheese, so I was excited about that. And again, I've never been a big Thai fan, but he's playing, which again, the, the hit rate for Gutekunst, for for guys that are just able to step up and play, is pretty remarkable. I mean, his first draft was probably the weakest in that regard. He got Jair, and then he missed on Josh Jackson in the second round, missed on Oren Burks in the third round, missed on Jamon Moore in the fourth round. Uh, Cole Madison had his own issues. Uh, J.K. Scott, I refuse to call it a miss, but I guess we have to. Uh, MVS, I I would say, is a resounding success, considering he's a fifth-round pick. Equinemia St. Brown is doing his thing. Uh, But James Looney, Hunter Bradley, and Kendall Donerson in the seventh round is miss, miss, miss. But, I mean, after that... I mean, this is four years of contributors. I think the one thing that's—I shouldn't even say that. I was going to say the one thing that's been missing is superstars. But he hit on Rashawn Gary uh, and Elton Jenkins, and you know, maybe not quite superstar, but I think Rashawn Gary is, and I think Elton Jenkins is is close enough. I mean, he he had his big slip this year after his injury. He's now just kind of getting back to it. I mean, if he could, if he could have just continued what he was doing last year. I think we'd be on the border of of talking superstar. Try not to throw that around too loosely. Uh 2020 was one of his weaker drafts for sure. I mean, we gotta see what Jordan Love can do. I love A.J. Dillon. I'm a big fan of Josiah Deguara, but um otherwise it's you know, contributors and misses for the most part. There's no real superstars there. But then you get to uh eh, twenty twenty-one is the same thing. So twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one were were Good in terms of of just nailing contributors all throughout the draft, but no real superstars at least not yet and then you get twenty 2020, twenty uh twenty twenty two where you where i mean this potentially is his best draft i mean it it's it's probably is going to be i mean to have this many picks first of all one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven picks I should have just remembered that, but eleven picks so far we have one two three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, eight out of eleven that are playing or at least ready to play. You know, I mean, Romeo is is injured, um, and I know some of these guys are backups or whatever. But uh, and and then you again, we're we're talking probably going to be some superstar. I mean, the 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 fact that one of these guys wouldn't emerge as a superstar would be uh, really shocking. I think Quay has the potential. I think Devontae has the, the potential. Christian is is knocking at the door already. Romeo has the potential. Zach Tom has the potential. Um, not, I'm not going to go with Kingsley right now, but I think he can be a really good football player for us. Same with Samori Ture. Same with Rashid Walker. But again, you're just... The one guy right in the middle is the third-round pick, Sean Ryan, who can't even get on the... It's so... It's just... Again, there is no more glaring proof of the Packers' third-round woes than 2022. The contrast is insane. Hey,
5: Ryan. I uh, hey. got to thinking after you had said that um, Fields had posted his best PFF grade by a mile against this last week for the whole season. And it got me to wondering, uh, with all these quarterbacks that we have faced this season, I was wondering comparably what their PFF score was against us and then what's their, been their average for the whole season or what's been their other highs for the season and just kind of seeing if everybody's having their career games against this defense or not and, uh, just start stacking up reasons why, uh, we can at least factually argue that this defense has really come up short, uh, like we really need anymore. But just one of those, uh, curiosities I was wondering about. So. Have a
2: good one, Ryan. Yeah, that is a fantastic question. I mean, I, I know. I mean, we've even made the comments, and I'll look here. I'll, I'll talk as I'm trying to pull this up here, but um, we've even talked about how we're making certain guys look like superstars, and it's kind of ridiculous. Um, the amount of uh, nobody quarterbacks that came to Green Bay and looked like superstars was was really really embarrassing um we'll start with minnesota i would be a little surprised but i guess i wouldn't at the same time uh let's see kirk cousins his best game was against green bay 82.8 oh this is about to be tweetable man you guys are fantastic by the way at making me look really smart on twitter i take all your ideas and i put it on there and i'm like this guy's so smart and i'm like yeah i ripped that off from garrett <laughs> i ain't giving you any credit no, but I, I I I do appreciate it because this is stuff that um, just the perspective and and it's funny because it's like as soon as you said it, I'm sure everyone listening just said, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm I'd be willing to bet there was a lot," and I said the same thing, but it never materialized in my mind. But um, so Cousins and Fields had their best games against us. Tom Brady did not. It was actually his second worst game was against Green Bay. Zappi, actually he only played four games, but his second worst shockingly was against the Green Bay Packers. Daniel Jones had his fourth best day against the Packers. Zach Wilson was his second worst. Heineke was the worst. This is so weird. It's like either it was their best game or it was their worst game. He had a 34.7 overall grade against the Green Bay Packers, despite his 201 yards and two touchdowns. Two big. This isn't even really an endorsement of the Packers, to be honest. It's more to do with Tyler Heineke's play because he had by far... The most turnover-worthy plays. Five turnover-worthy plays. You know how many of those we caught? One. (laughs) Whatever. Josh Allen had his third worst against Green Bay. It was a 73.9 overall grade, which is shocking that that's his third worst, but it was. Uh, Miami and the Jets were the only two that held him to lower. So this was actually a really good stretch for the Packers, despite the fact that we were losing constantly. Jared Goff, second worst game against the Green Bay Packers. This is pretty crazy. Dak Prescott's right in the middle, so that's only like the second time that's happened. Well, it's not even. It's like the first time that's happened. It's smack dab in the middle for Green Bay, 72. Then you get Tennessee, and Tannehill had his best game against the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hurts had his third best game against the Packers. And then finally, Justin Fields had his best game against the Packers. So, I mean, you, you can see it very clearly, Right. It Seems to me the Packers' defense and the secondary, I guess in particular, but the pass rush comes in, comes into it, which maybe is is even the bigger issue here. When when did just when did uh, when did Rashawn go out? Now his last game was Week Nine against Detroit. Detroit was the last team that had a quarterback play like garbage. After that, you had Dak come in, and again that was mediocre. And then you had um, Tennessee, Philadelphia, and Chicago all had basically their best games against Green Bay. So they started off with Minnesota. But then it was mostly everybody was terrible. This is the impact of a guy like Rashawn Gary. I don't know how else to put that. Anyways, I've spent way too long trying to figure out how to even tweet that. I can't. It doesn't fit. The stupid character thing is ridiculous. Um, I don't even know how to phrase that. But it doesn't matter. It 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 seems very cl- crystal clear to me. Without a pass rush, we're 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 kind of just lost. Without Rashawn Gary, the, the team is is just. I don't think the defense works anymore. Yes, yeah, it's, it's obviously there, there were a couple good... It's not as though when Rashawn's out there, every quarterback is the worst ever. There are a couple, you know, again, week one, um, week, what, uh, five, quarterbacks did fine. But you just look at Justin Fields. He had his, his worst game was against the Packers. His best game was against the Packers. I think that'll require a little bit more investigation going forward, but I do appreciate... Uh, Appreciate that. That was pretty insightful stuff. All
4: right. So the NFL comes to you. They say, hey, Mr. Schlipp. Uh, we've been trying some different things out with the scripting of the football season and the playoffs. Last year, we let a robot randomize everything. That's how we got at the playoffs and the Super Bowl that we did. This year, we let the interns take a go at it. But it turns out we had a Lizzo fan and – They really support her new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, We need you to come in and draft a little playoff uh, script for us. So uh, we need you to pick the seven teams in the NFC and the AFC, their seedings, and who wins, who moves on, and what the Super Bowl will be. Take care. All
1: right. Oh, all
2: right. Bye. Yep. Bye. Nice talking to you, Tom. Uh, I'll tell you what. That's that's uh, that's too much work. But let's do this. I'm going to alter your question and say let's assume the Packers don't get in. Let's give up that dream um, because otherwise it's an obvious answer. The Packers ride through into victory and all that, and that's pretty simple enough. But aside from that, what would be sort of an ideal? Super Bowl let's just leave it at Super Bowl because it's a lot to go through all the different teams and who wins and then this guy beats it I mean that's a whole show but I guess the question would be you know what do I want as a result do I uh, so so there's a couple ways I can look at it I can look at it let's just start with the AFC and say I think the team that is most deserving I would probably go with the Buffalo Bills. Now maybe that's maybe it should be the Chiefs, but I have a bias against the Chiefs, I don't know. Um plus the Chiefs already have one. So it would be nice because the Buffalo Bills are deserving. They've earned it. They've gotten this far. Um they're 9 in 3, which is tied for the best record. Probably the best team in football, maybe arguably, but they, you know, up and down like everybody else. So as far as what makes the most sense in terms of what's the most fair, like if we could just vote for who is the most deserving right now would be the Buffalo Bills. Is there somewhat of a petty side of me that says, you know, I want the Packers to look better? And if, you know, Kansas City, if if it's neither Kansas City or Buffalo wins, and you keep hearing this nonsense about the Packers, um, you, you know, Rogers only won one Super Bowl, Well, Josh Allen has zero, and uh, Pat Mahomes has one. And, you know, Pat Mahomes has been playing for a while now. And every single year, he keeps going, and he keeps going to the playoffs, and he still just has that one. And Josh Allen, he has zero. So, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of hard to win a Super Bowl, like we've been saying for a long time. Am I that petty? Maybe. So I, I don't know. So if we go the route of deserving, I would go Buffalo. Plus, it's just one Super Bowl. They don't have to go on a dynasty. Maybe they can collapse after that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But they haven't had one. I think they're deserving. I think they've, they've brought in good players. They've drafted well. They've developed well. Josh Allen is, is a rare case of a guy that had basically two terrible years. He was a laughing stock as a draft pick, and he got his wide receiver, and kaboom, the guy blew up. If I'm going to be petty, I don't want the Bengals because they already won one. I don't want the Chiefs because I don't like them and I don't want them to get two. Um, I don't want Buffalo just because they're so good and they're kind of dancing on that dynasty thing. And I, I just don't want them to have, I don't want them to be, I I don't want anybody to be better than us. And a team that is consistently good all the time is just an annoyance to me. So um, what would be the team? Maybe, uh, when, when did Baltimore win last? 2013? That might be my AFC team. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't like most teams, so it doesn't really matter. I guess if we're going for teams I like, I don't think there's a single AFC team I like, but, um, I, I don't care for Baltimore, but it, it does make sense in terms of they're deserving. I don't necessarily think that they would stay at the top. Um, I don't want the Dolphins because even though I was kind of bragging on Tua and talking about how I think he's underrated and he's got these speed threats and he's actually a better deep passer than everybody thought, I don't want them. I don't like their head coach. I think the guy's a goofball, um, which shouldn't be a problem. I just it just annoys me. Everybody thinks he's hilarious, and I just think he's weird. Um, And again, because I'm petty, I just want him to fail. Uh, I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Patriots. The Titans wouldn't be terrible. I like their coach. Um, I don't really care about the rest of the team that much, but I don't dislike them. Titans might even be a better option than the, than the Ravens. But one of those teams, right? They haven't won it in a long time. When has the, have the Titans won a Super Bowl? They played and won and lost. All right, I want the Titans. That's my official answer. The Titans at least go, and they'll be playing. <sighs> I should hate Philadelphia more than I do, but I think that's a fair enough option. I also don't think they're necessarily built splendidly they're a very good team but a lot of their like good offensive line good defensive line comes from old players like kelsey uh guys that aren't going to be there for a while uh, i mean for much longer uh, i don't want the giants or excuse me the cowboys uh obviously the buccaneers can just stick it in their eye socket uh f- pretty much the nfc west is all dead to me i hate that whole group the nfc north is not an option So what are we talking about? The NFC South is basically trash, so it has to come out of the East unless there's some magical thing where Atlanta is the second-best team, five and eight. So what are we talking about, the Giants? Oh, my goodness. I guess it has to be the Giants. Let's just say the Eagles. Titans, Eagles, and the Titans win. I think that's as good as it gets, unfortunately. So there's your answer. There's the answer to the question that you didn't ask. (laughs)
5: Hey, Ryan, I have a nickname for uh, Christian Watson. All right. Whiplash Watson. All right. The man runs by you so fast your neck snaps and gives you whiplash. get it. I'm
2: out. All right. All right, so we got a couple different nicknames. Whiplash is officially added to the list. Didn't fall in love with it instantly, but maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know.
6: Hey, Ryan, Andy from Kansas. Hey. Uh, To to, uh, go back to what I said the other day about being excited about Rogers playing with, uh, you know, the group of rookies from this year, next year, you know, having a, a year of, uh, of experience under the belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jordan Love would be interesting too, obviously. I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't think that would be exciting too. But you said it towards the end of this, um, uh, podcast about uh, the Gutekunst press conference. The defense was really the problem. So, so whether we have Rogers mm-hmm. or, or Love, with these new exciting receivers, yeah, the biggest problem still is is definitely the defense um to that press conference again, uh the media questions about you know regretting trading with the Vikings, okay, <laughs> that, obviously it still bothers me what they said. the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs. In order to get an extra round draft pick yeah. for them to get Justin Jefferson, I think right. I, to see a parallel here. Now, obviously, the Vikings and the Bills are not, you know, intra-divisional rivals, but fans are way more vindictive than front-office people. That's pretty clear. Uh, they, they weigh those kinds of things way more than the professionals do. But if you think about it, if the Bills are now a contender because the Vikings traded their top receiver at the time to Buffalo, does Minnesota regret that? Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument, you know, that they should in that Buffalo is uh, you know, probably the AFC favorite or post.
2: And at the end of the day, we're trying to win a Super Bowl, right? So you're, you're competing with every single team. So if Buffalo wins a Super Bowl, you didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of the day, anytime you strengthen a team to become a superpower, you should regret it. Now, if you make, you know, if you if you give a... You know, Barry Sanders to the Lions. Well, they're still the Lions, you know, or Megatron to the Lions. I mean, that sucks, but the Lions aren't a threat to anybody. I mean, the Lions are right now because they're in our division. Bad example, but you get what I'm saying. If you send them off to some trash team, fine. Um, but yeah, Buffalo, as you said, now a serious contender
6: to that. And they very well could beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl. So there's an example of, you know, of a team trading away. Um, um a receiver you know, for, for draft picks, but that team itself not really regretting it because I don't think the Vikings regret having Justin Jefferson at all. Um, and there was one more.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and as far as the, the trade thing, I just think it's, it's – of course there's a chance that the Vikings could, could benefit from that in a way that it makes them better. But there's also a chance that it could make them worse, and it's a chance that it could make us better too. So just saying flat out regret, especially when it's panned out for us with Christian Watson, why would we regret just because we traded with him? I don't understand what that even means. I, I, I just, I, I don't know, I don't want to re-explain what my thoughts are on it because I already have, but if you want to move up, move up. Well, it's the Vikings. So what? Well, you're giving them picks. We're giving them picks equal to what we're taking. I'm giving them two tens for a 20. I'm not making them richer, you dumb dumb. Yes, it is a dumb question.
6: As far as, um, oh yeah, Gutekind's not wanting to let people go. He's a scout. So when it comes to expensive contracts like they have, if Goody still is you know, wearing his scout hat, sees that there's value in these guys, getting them to sign big contracts, I don't think bothers him as much as when all of a sudden he sees in it with his scouting eyes that these guys are no longer valuable. So right. I think he had trouble saying to Roger, sorry, we don't want you anymore because he still saw the talent once that talent if he all of a sudden scouts right. you know continues to scout rogers and says wait the talent's not there anymore okay i can see a justification for for moving on that could be true with Bacciari too He big expensive contract injury if he comes back and is productive look he's still a good player we're going to keep him That doesn't make any sense with the money but goody's not talking about the money i think goody's talking from the standpoint of scouting Anyway, just thoughts.
2: Bye. Yeah, that makes sense, and I, I do. I do think, especially with the Rogers situation, I think we think a lot deeper than he does. Um, it's funny when he comes to the podium. We we've seen, you know, we do this podcast thing. I mean, say we because you and I, you know, we talk, we listen. You you call in, and we interact, and all that. We look at these things from so many different angles and so many different theories that border on, and sometimes are well into the conspiracy theory realm. And then you hear Gutikuns come to the podium, and he's just it's so simplistic and it's like oh yeah i guess i guess that's that's true it's just the it's just the simple like like you said why did he keep rodgers here cuz his job as a gm is to stack the team with talent and Aaron rodgers won two mvps back to back so if he's doing his job he would keep him here right i mean obviously there are other factors and you know the kind of contract that they gave him and you know whatever i i'm not saying you had to do it but it can just be that simple your job is to to put together a talented team to go out and compete for a super bowl and that's what he did um and obviously he assumed that that talent would continue for a little bit longer and didn't expect all the disasters that happened this year um again whether that's due to injury or just who knows what else is going on with this team i don't know but um it's hard to blame Gutekunst. Like you know, you can blame Brian Gutekunst for Amari Rogers, flat out. You can blame him for Jay Sternberger. You can blame him for bad picks. You can blame him for um, bringing in uh, free agents that don't pan out. I have a hard time blaming a guy for bringing somebody in, or or somebody that was already here. I guess seeing immense talent paying the, them the contract that they're worth and when that player falls off say Gudakunst is an idiot I don't see that I don't how you, you can't you can expect a lot of things from a GM of a football team but seeing the future isn't necessarily one of them now if, if he's older and there's a slight decline you know Ted Thompson was always very good at getting out in front of that they they almost would never collapse here because of age they would they would usually collapse immediately after they left Sometimes they'd have like one good year and then fall off. I think Josh Sitton is the only example that uh, he didn't fall off. But I also think there were some issues in the locker room with Josh Sitton, uh, which is what forced him out. Um. So, yeah, I I, I think that's a fair point. I think it's it, it's as simple as being black and white. Now, there, there are exceptions, and I, I still wonder about like David Bakhtiari. Obviously, the talent's still there. So from that standpoint, there's no issues. But you have to talk to your doctors as well, and that's where you have to bring in external, um, external sources and, and, and help to be able to help round out your 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 thoughts on David Bakhtiari. You know, if they're saying, "Hey, look, it, it's going to be like this for maybe another year or two with him being in and out and, and shortened practices and, and shortened workload," um, and but he's not going to make it three years on this knee. He may not even make it one more with this knee. Then, then at that point, you are looking at it saying, "We need to start moving on." Uh, despite the talent. But I don't think there was any of that with Rodgers. There was no reason to believe. So basically there was there was n- almost no risk of giving him a contract that was at max 3 years and he can retire whenever he wants and leave. And if he stays the full 3 years, there's every reason to believe you're going to get if not MVP level, but high level, right? He, it's hard to imagine a crash from MVP down to town to zero. And that's part of what's Frustrating about this year, but again, there there are other factors: the offensive line, the wide receivers, the injury. I get all that. I'm just saying, it's hard to have expected necessarily this.
4: I swear, calling in is like a, a, an addiction.
2: I've... I I can see that not not just from you, but there are other people who they'll call in three, four, five times in a row. And I just came back on after a little break, and I see I got calls from Steve in Alaska, and this is this is about to go from the Tom Austin Stowe show. To the Steve in Alaska show because we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 calls from Steve in Alaska. In fact, we're probably going to start getting some of his in just so it's not all Steve all the time.
4: But I myself, for quite a bit of time, calling into the show just, just because I like having other people get the opportunity to call in. Yeah. But once I get going, I, oh, it's hard to stop. Start getting shaky. It's bad, it's all right once again though, to piggyback on the last call, I can see my my favorite uh restaurant it's 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 right in, directly in front of me. I have to wait thirty minutes. i mean i wait, I can go ahead and do uh my stop, which I will and the stop that so I'm going confused. into there's uh bill <laughs> hardcore build fans who work there, and it's always fun when you get to engage with other people on fan bases, and you can talk smack about their team, and they're like, yeah, 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 we got that going. And then they talk, you know, smack about our team, and then I get real defensive.
2: Right, can't do that. It's can't be bad. talking about my team.
4: But we enjoy tennis company. That's fun. And they always make my job a little faster, a little smoother. I'm not saying that's not my job that I have currently. I'm thinking way too much. Anyway, uh, yeah. What's your favorite place to eat? What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite go-to? Sit down. Takeout. Delivery. DiGiorno. De Any of those.
2: <laughs> All right. Bye. Um, favorite restaurant, if we're just talking anything, would be Brazilian Steakhouse. Um, I know there's several and there are different kinds or whatever. Um, The best one I've ever been to is the one that was in Indiana. I don't remember, but there's the one in, in Madison would be, I guess, the one that I would go to now because that's closer. There's also one in Milwaukee, which at this point is not that far. Um, What else did you say? Favorite place to eat. Was your favorite restaurant sit down um, or 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 go to? Because obviously Brazilian Steakhouse is maybe a once a year thing. At least for me, I don't know what, what your status in life is. But if like the family's just going to go sit down somewhere, you know, a, a, a nice place, but something that, you know, isn't just a once a year thing. Probably like Cheesecake Factory or something. They have a huge menu that everybody can pick from and then obviously, you know, cheesecake. My favorite thing that they have there is the um mac and cheeseburger. They've got these fried mac and cheese balls, which are absolutely delicious. And the the cheeseburger is just a cheeseburger with one of those giant balls smashed on the top of it. It's really good. Takeout and delivery, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all I can think of is like Chinese and um and pizza places, and I can't really oh, there there are sub places, I guess. I don't really like subs, but Firehouse Subs is super good. I don't even actually, do they deliver? I don't even know. I know there was this place back in Kenosha that had super good pizza. I think it was Sal's. And there's a bunch of different Sal's. Like, oh yeah, I know Sal's. Like, no, you know a different Sal's probably. I don't think it was a chain. Um, But yeah, Sal's Pizza in in Kenosha, we would get that delivered. And I think they had like a Chicago deep dish that I would get and then my wife would get whatever. But man, that was some pretty primo stuff. Kenosha's got some pretty decent food. Anyways, uh, we should probably take a break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. Also, please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones about seeing what you could potentially get right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pack Wow. That's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash pack for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Hey, Ryan, how's it going, man? Steve Hey, now, I just clicked on, it's late, I just clicked on Greeks, Greek gods, pants or no pants. Yeah. You know what? The very first commercial they played for me, and I know you got no control over this, what? was that dude coming on going, I wish I was a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. What's with that, man? What's with that? Packerman.com? And the very first thing I hear is like, man, I wish I was a Dallas Cowboy. Dude. That sucks. Not your fault. But, you know, if you could look into that, that'd be cool. All right, bye.
2: I was really worried where that was headed. I didn't... You're talking... I clicked on this thing about no pants, and guess what the ad was? Like, oh, man, I'm going to have to bleep this whole thing out here, aren't I? Before I do that stuff, I get popped in my head. How does the start of your call end up being mid-conversation? Like... (laughs) You you can't even wait for the voicemail to kick in before you start talking to yourself, or what? What are we talking about here? Slow down, Tom.
4: What well, would be a fun thing to do for opposing teams that come into Lambo is like, little mind games. Because I was just thinking, well, okay. it would be fun one day for uh, whenever the Packers come out to the field, that they come out to, uh, what is it, Sirius by the Allen Parsons project. Just... And have someone in, in announce the package. coming.
2: Serious by the Alan Parsons Project. This is what we got so far. Oh! All right, all right, all right. We're up to speed now. Sorry if I was the only one that didn't know. Trying to get back to it. My computer's crying about it. All right, now, yeah, the basketball thing. Light-
4: the uh, Chicago Bulls Yeah man I know it's a different sport But I just think it'd be incredibly funny To have that happen I'm trying to think of Like What other Songs or things that they could do So have the Packers run out To the line sleeps tonight And then for the Vikings I don't know Just have the Vikings run out To like a toilet bowl being flushed <laughs> I don't know but I'm all ears for any other uh, ideas on this this call.
2: So, so each team that you play, there's like a troll song that gets played along with it, the right?
4: thinking. Have fun with it. Go crazy if you want to. Go subdued. I just want to hear one. You don't have to go all out. I just want to hear one idea to match that Little mind games, having fun it. I know probably would never happen in the actual NFL. There's probably like a rule or something against it. We'd probably get flagged fifteen yards every play for the first quarter or something. But I feel like it'd be worth it.
2: All right, I got one. All right, first one that came to my head because I was thinking about this song today for some reason. Ready? This is the song we play when we play the Buffalo Bills. That was Ted Nugent, Great White Buffalo. And even though technically it's a pro-Buffalo, pro-Native American, anti-greedy white dudes, we would just clip out the moral part of the story and just stick to the... Then came the white man with his thick and empty head. He couldn't see past the billfold. He wanted all the buffalo dead. Yes, we're the white, empty-headed people that are going to kill the buffalo. All right, it's the best I got for you, Tom. All right, you're giving me no notice here.
0: Hey, Ryan. Ryan.
6: It's Joe, the janitor. Hey, what's
2: up, man? What's up, man? How you doing?
6: Um, So anyway, I believe um, earlier uh, our call ended. Um, You probably hung up on me again. Yeah, me Typical. Uh, I wanted to finish saying what I was saying. Uh, Pretty much just that Joe Barry Barry sucks. And, um, yeah, we should probably look into Jim Leonard. And um, I got a question for you. Would Because uh, I don't think you like either. But would you rather eat fried pickles or fried calamari? Shalom.
2: If I was given the choice, I would do fried calamari just because I haven't had it yet and I think there's a chance that it could be good. I did have fried pickles once. I didn't care for it. Um, but I also... Fried pickles would be slightly safe because although I know it, I'm not going to like the taste, I also know I'm going to survive it. And I'm not going to make a scene, you know, and have to spit it out or something. So... I would probably go fried calamari, but that that's sort of the high-risk, high-reward strategy. Also, I don't have the ability to hang up on people who are leaving a voicemail. So we'll just dispel that myth right now, I think.
1: Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. Hey. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's well. We're good. Um, calling about an earlier call. Actually, it's a Tom call. Yep. Um, he had uh, called and asked you if you would prefer to be a vampire or a werewolf. I recall. And I believe you said vampire, undecided very much. Um, but you figured that was the way you were going to go. I'm I'm going to tell you that I think that's a bad choice for you. All
0: right. Go and for And
1: it. it's you're a bad wrong. choice we'll for one simple reason. Vampires aren't able, sometimes there are multiple kinds of vampires. Don't ask me why I know. Right. Just like there's multiple kinds of werewolves. do well. I know. But, uh. Vampires is the type that you were discussing and thinking
2: of. Can- Wait. See, at first I said, believe me, I'm not going to ask you because I don't want some nerd answer, but are you like a vampire hunter or something? I know I know you literally just said don't ask, but like if you if you do this on the side, even if it's stupid and you've never actually seen a vampire, but you do it, you like wear a co I mean, not, not a costume, excuse me, you have a uniform, and you fly out to... Pennsylvania, because it sounds like Transylvania, because they're both, you know, Sylvanias, Um, to try to find, I'm just saying you should let me know and I want to come on a drive-along, fly-along, ride-along, walk-along situation.
1: can't eat human food. It makes them sick. So you would not be able to eat chicken nuggets. Dang. So that's
2: something you should probably consider when you
1: decide if you want to be a vampire or a werewolf, the fact that you can't eat chicken nuggets.
2: Can't, just basically can't eat. Like you're, you're, I mean, you can like drink blood or just get it like infused, I would assume, right? Um, maybe not infused. Maybe you have to put it in your, actually, I, I, listen, I, I, that makes sense. They're both terrible situations. I'm just saying, I can't imagine I'm going to turn into a werewolf, although I'm not a werewolf all the time. So, you know, a brief period in my life, I turn into a beast and slaughter like seven people. But then tomorrow I can wake up a normal human being and go eat chicken nuggets. That is a fair point. I still think I'm sticking with the the vampire thing because I have hope for humanity that they're just gonna leave me alone and be like, hey, as long as you don't mess with us, we won't mess with you. Like, cool, man, just send me the blood. I'm gonna drink it. It's gross, but I'm just gonna sit in my dungeon, play video games, and um, you know, live forever and stuff. No big deal. Let's start a Twitch. I'm be a gamer on Twitch. Vampire gamer. I'm gonna make billions. Biggest gamer ever. Why? Because I'm simply a vampire. That's why. I'm sorry. You weren't done. Continue, please.
1: Um, another Tom call. He would asked you about some food and some grilling. You were talking about a brisket that you made up. Yeah. Um, may I suggest to you that uh, you go to Costco, because that's where I picked them up from, so I'm assuming they're going to have them wherever you are as well, um, and get a uh, – they got corned beef there. They're about three pounds, give or take a little bit, three, three and a half pounds. Um, take one of those. Smoke it up, slice it, and use it to make Reuben's. Delicious.
2: I make- So, a couple things, and I'm ashamed to admit this because meat is kind of my thing. Um, I never liked corned beef. Now, I should try it again as an adult, but I always lied and said I liked it. My dad loved corned beef. And granted, the, the food that we ate as when I was a kid... I mean, it's probably like a lot of it's very low quality stuff and it's all stovetop and oven. And it's, you know, it's just not the best. You know, I hated pork chops. Now pork chops are like my favorite just based on preparation. No offense to my uh, parents growing up, but, you know, they weren't exactly. I, I, I shouldn't even say that. My, my stepmom was, um, she made some good stuff, but maybe meat wasn't the, the prime thing. But, anyways, my dad loved it. And it was always like a, a cool thing when he'd hand me some. Be like, isn't that good? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Tastes like just garbage to me. And it's funny because like every time they would make it, I would think, I think I'm going to like it. Like I kind of, even now I'm remembering how it tasted and I'm like, that kind of sounds good. And then I would try it, you know, it's kind of stringy or whatever. You take a little string of it and eat it. And it's like, no, that, uh, that sucks for sure. Another issue is that sauerkraut is disgusting. I worked with a guy, um, who actually worked at a sauerkraut factory and He said, if you ever worked there, you would never eat sauerkraut again. Basically, there was like a guy in the vat of sauerkraut. I don't know exactly what he was doing in there, if he was like pressing it with his feet or whatever, but the guy chewed tobacco and he didn't have a spit cup. Let's just put it that way. Anyways, I'm not saying he was the main supplier of all, maybe they got some real good stuff somewhere. I don't know. But either way, I'm not eating like cabbage and mayo or whatever nonsense that I just, there's no way. What else is on a Ruben? Corned beef, Swiss cheese. I don't like Swiss cheese. Well, here's the the thing. And again, this is one of those things where I got to revisit these as I get older. I don't mind Swiss cheese. Now, if I just ate a slice, I'd probably think it's disgusting. But when it's just mixed in with stuff, the the one time I had it, it was like, there's like a sweetness to it. And it's not bad. It's very creamy, which is great. Um, So, but certainly not my favorite cheese. Sauerkraut is gross. Thousand Island dressing. Come on, man. Rye bread is amazing. But just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I would like to try corned beef again sometime, but I'm not eating a Reuben ever in my life. said
1: myself, they are amazing. Um, but, yeah, that's what I was calling for. I heard, I listened to this morning while I was doing snow removal, so I wanted to get to you now that I'm home and I'm chilling out in front of the fire. Uh, one last thing, awesome beating the Bears. Um, for anybody who hasn't thought about it this year, we've only won five games, and that's kind of depressing. But here are four of the five wins. We beat the Bears twice, we beat the Cowboys, and we beat Tom Brady. So I mean, if you're not gonna have a lot of wins, yeah. if those are the four or four of the ones that you got, those are pretty good ones to have. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Go Pat. Take it easy, boys.
2: Yeah, the the only game we played that matters that we lost is the Vikings. Every other game, who cares? I mean, they all matter in terms of winning a Super Bowl and all that stuff, but just in terms of pride and shame and all that stuff, the Vikings, the Bears, the Lions, and then, yeah, Tom Brady and the Bucks. You got, uh, you know, some other maybe minor rivals or whatever, but um, yeah, that's fair enough.
4: I'm enjoying this day in the life of Thomas that I got going on today. Uh, There's a through mine plan here. Says, I got my lunch now. Woohoo! All right. Four carnita tacos. There you go. Carnita tacos. Whatever one you want to go with. Ugh, the smell is amazing. Ready to dig in. But before I eat, I've got one, one question. Outside of tacos. Yep. What is the best? Actually, you know, go ahead. Rank, rank these. Nachos, Burrito. Quesadilla. Chimichanga, and uh, enchilada. Is a nachos, burritos,
2: quesadillas, chimichangas, enchiladas. All right. as, as stupid as it sounds, I I I get them all confused. I can't remember which ones which. Like I know what a taco and a burrito are. I know what a quesadilla is. I don't remember what a chimichanga is. I feel like it's a giant deep fried burrito. But I let me Google it. And enchilada is the one with the enchilada sauce on it, right? The red sauce poured over it, I think. Those are amazing. See, I never eat chimichangas, but when you tell me it's a deep-fried burrito, it's like, how could I not put chimichanga above a burrito? Because it's just, it's a burrito, but it's deep-fried. And I know burritos are ahead of tacos, so I feel like it's stupid because I don't eat chimichangas, but is that the best one? I don't know. I guess just for the sake of what I personally like, it's... Burritos, then tacos. Because, I mean, it's just, to me, a burrito is just a giant taco with maybe a couple extra toppings. It's, it's honestly, it's just, I'm just putting rice with it. That's it. It's, it's a giant rolled up taco with rice in it. Because I don't put a lot of stuff in my food. I don't want beans and vegetables and garbage. Although, I will say, if you get like authentic tacos, that's, that's a different thing. And that's super delicious also. But I'm not going to get into it. Burritos, then tacos. And I, I don't know, I, I I guess chimichanga, quesadilla is like a kid's taco, <laughs> like simple little triangles. It's delicious though. I don't know. Then enchiladas and quesadillas. I, I really don't know. In, in my mind, they're all just the same thing, just in different varieties. Like you got the taco then you got like a mega taco, which is a burrito. Then you got the mega deep fried taco, which is a chimichanga. Uh, then you got the kid's taco, which is a quesadilla. Then you got taco with enchilada sauce poured on it. Or Mega Taco with enchilada sauce. They're mostly all burritos, but I'm just sticking with taco. All right. Burrito, deep fried burrito, mini burrito, which is a taco. Kid's burrito, which is enchilada or uh, uh, quesadilla. And then uh, sauced burrito, which is an enchilada. They're all burritos. They're all good, though. I know they're like Mexican food connoisseurs that are just pissed right now. But I, I, th- the thing is, for me, they are all the same, because it's like, no, we put traditionally these foods with this and that, but I'm gonna, I'm not going to put any of that in mine. So it's going to be the same ingredients in each of them. So it doesn't matter to me.
0: Hey, Ryan, is Craig. Hey. Um, just reflecting a little bit on uh, Goody's press conference from the other day, and I know you've talked, uh, you kind of went through all that, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, But, uh, first of all, his comment about Jordan Love being a starting-caliber quarterback, it feels to me like he – hopefully that's true. But he almost has to say that, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, for a few reasons. One is to justify, again, the pick, which I'm sure he knows that wasn't really popular with uh, lots of folks. So uh, you certainly shouldn't be sitting there for three years going, yeah, I don't know about this guy. You picked him, uh, you know – with uh, even less information uh, during the draft. So I think it's uh, helped justify his, uh, his pick. Uh, second, I think he has to say that just from a potential trade perspective. Again, the message he needs to send to other teams is this guy's a starter. He's ready to go. The only reason we're not starting him is because Aaron Rodgers is here. And you guys certainly could all relate to that. So, But, boy, compared to some of the guys you have out there, uh, oh yeah, he'd definitely be a starter. But I think uh, again, it's wise to set that message to in case there's a potential trade. Um, and third, I, I don't know. Part of the messaging might not even be the Rogers going, "Hey, you know, we're feeling pretty good about this other guy." Um, and so, just a few thoughts around that.
2: The fourth would be just generally how you speak about your players. You know, you're you're always generally positive, and if somebody says is he a starter the the answer's i mean you you can you can kind of evade the question a little bit but it's always going to come down to yes or no and so in this case yes i think he is is not it's kind of an obvious straightforward thing even if he didn't know for sure he's probably going to say yes
0: um and then my uh my other point was uh just the frustration with Goody uh when asked about hey what's wrong with the defense his response, as you pointed out, is, uh, well, it's never one thing. Well, the question wasn't, hey, what's the one thing that's wrong with the defense? Uh, it was What's wrong with the defense? And uh, after he says it's never one thing, okay, Brian, I like to think you've looked at it. Give me the, uh, give me four things. Give me three things. Give me ten things. You're right. It is a lot of things. Well, just start to list them out for me. Talk about them. Um, but uh, i have just Oh, he's a little frustrated that there isn't some follow-up going, you know, just just give me a few. Um, and again, it was never meant to be just one thing. Anyway, just a couple thoughts around that. Hope you're doing well. Keep up the good work. Take care.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the call And it. Yeah, it is, it is frustrating. Um, I mean, I, I always come from the general stance of they don't, have to tell us anything, so you know it's, it's. I don't want to feel entitled to the information, but I do want the information, and I do fear that they don't actually know. Would be my biggest complaint or, or I guess concern, is you know they either they don't see it. You know what, what's the issue with the defense? Yeah, you know we kind of struggled here, we kind of struggled. I get that if that's just a throwaway answer because you don't really want to touch on it because you don't want to throw a guy under the bus even if he's about to be fired or maybe especially if he's about to be fired. Um, but I also, I, I I hope it's not true. It's it's There's fear behind my frustration with some of the answers that maybe it's an honest answer. Maybe you really are looking at it as, well, we kind of caught some bad luck here and we kind of slipped up a little here and some of the guys really aren't doing what they need and we had some injuries and it's like, oh, don't even, don't even do it. That would, I guess, kind of be my biggest concern.
4: So, the Packers need a metaphorical Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary in order to get into the playoffs this year. Odds are, it ain't happen. But, question What is the best possible outcome for the end of the season, for the Super Bowl, for the playoffs? What's the best possible outcome that,
3: for the Packers,
4: for yourself? For the fans, just spitball it have fun with it, roll around it. And-
2: Pretty sure you asked that already. So um, I'll just say this time the Packers do win the Super Bowl. So there. So they won it. Congratulations, everybody. The Packers won.
4: Hey, Ray. Hey. This is
3: Nico. Hey, man. Uh, uh,
2: hey, uh, Christian Watson. <laughs> True that.
3: I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I just hadn't said his name yet today into a phone that you were recording, so I just had to do that real quick. But, hey, so real quick, we're going to have a lot of free time in the next couple of weeks because we got nothing to do except talk about the Rams and Baker Mayfield. Um, if you could build a perfect quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say, like, three parts physical, three parts not physical. I'd say, like, you know, whose feet, whose arm, and whose brain would you want, and then maybe whose, who's like, uh, toughness, Who's clutch? Um, what you want? Is there anything else? Toughness, clutch. Uh, we already did brain. You know, if I think of anything, I'll throw it in there. But you know, what do you think? So I'm thinking. Uh, see, I gotta go, Mike Vick, because I know Lamar's cool and all, but uh, I just, just Mike Vick was the best. His feet, his legs are amazing. Um, arm, I gotta go, Rogers. You know, I know my Homer. But there's been a lot of good arm talent in the league, but I've, you know, and not just me, I've, I've i know dudes that, that are watching a lot football since the sixties, they've never seen an arm talent like Rodgers. We all, we all, we're all homeless too, but so I'm going him. Brain, I, I would maybe go Peyton. Uh, not, not the dumb one who got lucky to win Super Bowls, the smart one, the robo back who, you know, even won without an arm. Uh, I know as much as I hate Peyton Manny, his stupid face, his five heads, I actually like him a lot more now that he's not uh, a guy making grimace faces because, you know, everyone's not perfect like him. Kind of like Rogers, but Rogers' face isn't as annoying as Peyton, probably because Peyton's forehead is the size of, you know, Texas. But um, arguably one of the smartest brains in football, you know. I'll I, I just throw that up there. As far as toughness, you got to go favor Brett Favre. I don't know if there's ever been a football player of stuff, let alone quarterback. I mean, that's cool – how many quarterbacks have late hit out of bounds penalties called on them? Just Brett Barr. Um, I, don't know, I always remember the story of Warren Sapp saying he lined up on the right hand side and got a clean block at, or a clean shot at Brett, and it was a rollout right play, so Brett wasn't even looking to his left. And Warren hit him as hard as he could, drove him in the ground, and Brett just smiled and said, Nice hit, Warren. So, I mean, that's insane. So toughness, Brett. Clutch. I know everyone hates Brady, but the Fools won like 75 Super Bowls. And even if he did have the rest up on him the whole time, I mean, he still had to do it. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Uh, build the perfect quarterback and tell me what you got. Uh, and I'm surprised Tom Austin hasn't asked you this question already unless he hasn't in one of his 75 phone calls that you haven't answered yet. So, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, a, I'm at work now, so uh, I, I got to go. Bye.
2: So I'll do it a little bit differently than you did. Um, I'm going to go 2022 20, quarterbacks. Um, with that, I'm going to say, starting from top to bottom, mind, I probably would go Tom Brady. It's between, I would have to assume it's between Tom and Rodgers. I'm tempted to go Rodgers because I don't think Rodgers makes anything on this list. But I feel like that's more of a Tom thing than a Rodgers thing. If we're talking arm, I would probably say Josh Allen would be the arm that I would want. However. The ability to kind of throw off script, Pat Mahomes. And that's, that's a Mahomes-Rodgers thing, but I don't think it's as much of a Rodgers thing anymore as it used to be. Um, so, canon of an arm, but the mind of Tom Brady, the ability to throw off script, on the run, cross the body, all that stuff is, is Mahomes. Um, maybe toughness, we could just say, is Rodgers. He really is pretty tough. I mean, he's played through some serious stuff. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, build like general build might be also Josh Allen, just a massive human being. And I think honestly, if I were to say legs, I would say Justin Fields. I think I would even do him above Lamar. Um, I, I, I don't know that he's that far behind as, as, as a runner right now, based on what he's doing. Also, there's just the injury components and everything with Lamar getting kind of banged up. I'm sure Justin isn't far behind. But um, as of right now, he hasn't endured quite as much punishment as as Lamar has, because Lamar's been in the league longer. But um, I think that's it. I'm trying to go through the other quarterbacks, and I can't really think of anybody that has anything that I would want. Uh, There's a lot of bad quarterbacks. It's crazy. I'm, I'm going through the entire NFC, and I'm like, these guys all suck. Um... Even uh, Jalen Hurts I don't think is a super special quarterback. I I think he's a good quarterback with a lot of good going on around him. I already said, Tom, the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints don't have jack squad. The 49ers don't. The Seahawks don't. The Cardinals don't. The Rams don't. The Bears, I already said. The Packers, I already said. uh, The Lions don't. The Vikings, I mean, he's fine, but I don't really want him for anything. I already said, Pat. Uh, Chargers, yeah, there's something, but I don't It could be like Arm or something with him but I already gave that away. So, yeah, it would be something like that. All right, let's do one more, and then we'll get out of here.
1: Hey, just so you know, I just looked to after dark, and uh, New Zealand has zero poisonous animals there, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I used to game with
2: it. New Zealand has zero poisonous animals, did you say?
1: Yeah, from New Zealand. So, and he told me that, and I was like, oh, crap. So um, New Zealand's an option for you. I guess so. Uh, I think Auckland is a pretty popular place. Anyway, that's a good one. Oh, the only thing you have to worry about is they're uh, more sheep in New Zealand than there are people. <clears throat> the
2: what? You <laughs> got to call back and tell me I'm freaked out now. What do I have to watch out for? All right, let's see. I pulled up 10 of the most dangerous animals in New Zealand. Let's go from number 10 and down. They're all spiders and obviously giant freaking sharks. Um, wild boars, which we have those two. But those are pretty dangerous. Um, mosquitoes. Majority of them uh, will leave you with irritating bite. But unfortunately, mosquito-borne diseases have increased in the country over recent years. Some of the diseases include chikungunya and the Ross River virus. Although it's incredibly rare, it takes one bite in a country where mosquitoes are carriers. There is no malaria or uh, dengue fever or Zika virus. I remember the Zika virus. That was like a big thing for a while, the Zika virus. Or my buddy got stung by a, um, or not stung, he got bit by a mosquito one time. And he swore that it had the Zika virus, I think it was. So how do you know? He's like, it had like spikes on it. I was like, oh dang. Yeah, a spiked mosquito, that's wild. Uh, sea lions, dangerous apparently. Uh, gray side-gilled sea slugs. Although small, can be deadly. Their eggs and larvae are incredibly toxic. Hey, it sounds like poison to me. And are lethal to both humans and other animals such as dogs. Containing a neurotoxin called TTX, the eggs and larvae can cause paralysis, breathing difficulties, and even death if enough of this can. Well, don't eat it, I guess, but still, that's poison. Sea snakes, although they are small, they are incredibly poisonous. Somebody's a liar. Blue bottle jellyfish. Oh, they got the Portuguese man of war out there, dude. Are you kidding me? Blue bottle jellyfish is its official name, I guess. Undoubtedly, one of the most dangerous animals in New Zealand due to its severe sting. Not actually a jellyfish, I guess. Found in the waters of New Zealand, notoriously difficult to spot in the water, practically invisible, surprisingly small. Evading a sting from these creatures is nearly impossible when you're in the ocean. Oh, great. Tentacles are up to 10 meters in length and sting from them is incredibly painful. The burning sensation can result in anaphylactic shock, fever, or respiratory distress. Okay, and that was number five. Next is a great white shark. So obviously that needs no explanation. They have red back spiders, which I'm guessing is a uh, relative of our um, Black Widow. Looks identical to it, except it has a stripe instead of like a circle or whatever. Apparently it's an Australian thing, but have migrated a little bit and there's only a couple of them. But they're still there. And yes, they're venomous. White-tailed spiders. And then number one is the Katipo spider. It says this wasn't in any particular order, so I guess I didn't have to start from 10. But it says it's fitting To start with this one, because it's one of the most dangerous animals in New Zealand. Actually looks exactly like the red stripe one, except it's an orange stripe. And yes, it's a poisonous spider. It says they look similar to black widows. Not lethal, but you better get treated right away if you get bit by one. So, so there. I guess it's not that different than, I mean, none of this is stuff that we don't have, with the exception of the, the, I don't think we have these uh, man of war. Maybe we do. I don't know. Pretty sure we got just about everything else. Somewhere. I mean, it's a, it's a big country, so it's like this region has this and this region has that. It's not like all in one place, although most of this is just in the south. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for me. You guys have yourselves a fantastic night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.